the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. 1280 The Patriot is WWTC Minneapolis, St. Paul. FM 107.5 K298CO Minneapolis. Fueled by Lucky Station. With SRN News, I'm John Scott. President Trump has put on hold his plan to begin imposing tariffs on Mexico, saying that country will take strong measures to reduce the flow of Central American migrants into the United States. Acting Secretary of Homeland Security Kevin McAleenan says people may disagree with the president's tactics, but they were successful. The president put a charge in this whole dialogue with Mexico, with, with the tariff threat, brought them to the table. Uh, the foreign minister from Mexico arrived within hours. Uh, he arrived the next day with real proposals on the table. McAleenan appearing on Fox News Sunday. The average U.S. price of regular gasoline dropping nine cents per gallon over the past three weeks to $2.84, according to industry analyst Trilby Lundberg, who says that lower crude oil prices contributed to that drop at the pump. The average price of diesel fell by four cents to $3.12. This is SRN News. Stumped for a great Father's Day gift? Here's a couple of cliches you can cross off your list. Deluxe shaving kit and novelty coffee mug. Now here's something unique. Tickets to Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. An exclusive evening with a former White House staffer and Fox News contributor. Plus, dinner is included with every ticket. Get a couple for Dad at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is supported by Minnesota's Closet and Storage Concepts. Hey, Patriot listeners, I got a question for you. Do you want all the perks of a rewards card but with none of the hassle? If the answer to that question is a resounding yes, then you got to check out the AM1280 The Patriot Fan Club. Just go to am1280thepatriot.com, click on Fan Club for pre-sale access to tickets, exclusive content, prizes, and more. For your forecast today, everybody, high of 71, low of 52, chances of showers throughout the day. And we got Hour 2 of the Brad Carlson Show of the Northern Alliance Radio Network coming up next right here on The Patriot. Stand by for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. And go launch sequence. Engineering. Go flight. Master control. Go flight. Studio engineer. Go flight. We are go for launch in T minus three, two, one. We have liftoff. The Northern Alliance Radio Network is on the air. Live and local from the AM 1280 The Patriot Studios in Egan. Here is the closer, Brad Carlson. And 1280 Patriot. Northern Alliance Radio Network. Back with our number two of the broadcast. We like to call the closer. That's me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning into our show. You can check out my blog at bradcarlson.org. And we are here to take your phone calls at 651 289 4488. You can also weigh in via Twitter. Just use hashtag NarnShow. That's hashtag N-A-R-N show for any comments or questions. And if uh, you'd like to follow our Facebook page, feel free to do so. Just go to Facebook, do a search for the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Give us a follow, give us a like, and uh, you can keep updated on all the things we have going on uh, surrounding the show. And thank you, as always, for tuning in. And I think I mentioned this 
or I try to mention this every week, at our Northern Alliance Radio Network Facebook page, I'll typically post a preview video where I come on and do a live uh, Facebook Live of what we've got coming up on the show. And occasionally some of the listeners chime in with comments, and we kind of engage back and forth. It's always a lot of fun. I know Mitch does that on Saturdays on his personal Facebook page. So, hey, feel free to uh, check out the show preview as well. Uh, you can kind of get a sneak preview of what's uh, going to be going on. Of course, I always talk about it at bradcarlson.org as well. But uh, lots of ways you can uh, uh, stay tuned into the show and what we've got going on. And we appreciate your support all these years. That is That is for certain. I want to get back to some more... Uh, news stories from this past week. Uh, the Virginia Beach shooting, which took place a little over a week ago, took place at a public works uh, municipal building in Virginia Beach. I believe 12 ended up being killed by that. And there was a pastor at Virginia Beach that was holding a, a, a church service. And it was also served as a refuge for family members who lost loved ones in the shooting or suffered injuries themselves in the shooting or what have you, or had family members or friends who were in critical condition as a result of this, what have you. And President Trump actually made a surprise visit to this particular church. And in what should be probably one of the most non-controversial issues of this particular story, naturally blew up because, well, it's Trump. Everything surrounding Trump is just People just have this awful reaction to it. it. It makes no sense to me whatsoever, but there it is. Well, apparently uh, some members of this church weren't big fans, big supporters of Donald Trump and were kind of taken aback that he would walk in. Now, let me just start by saying this. I vehemently, there was nothing, uh, well, I won't, don't want to say nothing. There may be a couple of things that I agreed with President Obama about, but very few. I could count on one hand the number of things I ever nodded my head in agreement with President Obama and still have a few fingers left over, okay? But if there was ever a situation where President Obama came to the church I attended and my pastor wanted to sit, lay hands and pray for him, if I had the opportunity, I'd be one of the first up there. You know what? Because I'm a person, I feel like I need prayer every day. But the President of the United States, I, I you know... That's someone I pray for on on a daily basis, or try to. Pre, whether it's President Trump now, or President Barack Obama for his eight years, President George W. Bush before him, I, I pray for our leaders. This 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 shouldn't be controversial, okay? Praying for someone with whom you disagree or with whom you have a dispute—that should be the first person on the top of your prayer list if you're if you're a Christian, right? Well, apparently, uh, this was a story. The when the fallout took place of this pastor praying over Trump. Apparently, there were some people who were uncomfortable with that. And Politico even went so far as to say, let me uh, make sure I have the headline accurate here. Yeah, a pastor uh, told his congregation uh, why he, well, they changed their headline. Initially, it said the, past, there was, the pastor uh, uh, apologized to his congregation for praying for Trump. Didn't happen. All right. He explained why he prayed for Trump. Again, this is from the political story. The pastor of a Northern Virginia church where President Donald Trump made an unscheduled visit over the weekend has explained why he publicly prayed for the president, acknowledging to his congregation that, quote, some within our church are hurt that I made this decision. Sometimes we find ourselves in situations that we didn't see coming. 
and we're faced with a decision in a moment when we don't have the liberty of deliberation, so we do our best to glorify God, Pastor David Platt of McLean Bible Church said Sunday evening in a statement to church members titled, Prayer for the President. Today, I found myself in one of those situations. Hours earlier, Trump's motorcade made an unannounced detour to the church while returning to the White House from Trump National Golf Club in nearby Sterling, Virginia. President Donald J. Trump is visiting McLean Bible Church in Vienna, Virginia, to visit with the pastor and pray for the victims and community of Virginia Beach. Judd Deere, a spokesman for the White House, said in a statement on Sunday, referring to the mass shooting at a municipal complex that left 13 people dead, including the gunman. Platt explained in the statement to his congregation that he had been caught off guard. At the end of my sermon at the 1 p.m. worship gathering, I stepped to the side for what I thought would be a couple of moments in quiet reflection as we prepared to take the Lord's Supper, he said. But I was immediately called backstage and told that the President of the United States was on his way to the church, would be there in a matter of minutes, and would like us to pray for him. Now, I got to be honest. If someone asks, if you're a Christian and someone asks you to pray for them, how do you deny that request to anybody? Honestly, I mean, people will say, well, President Trump, look at the divisive things he says and the coarse rhetoric that he conveys on Twitter and the hateful rhetoric that he conveys in some of his speeches. He doesn't deserve prayer. It's like some people actually have that mindset. Well, they're not worthy of any any of God's blessings. And if you and if you and if you're saying that, uh, can I just tell you that you're not I'll just be gentle. You're not studying your Christian theology close enough. Because guess what? None of us deserve God's blessings. That's the whole point. Otherwise, he wouldn't have had to send his only son to Calvary to die for our sins in order to just have a chance at eternity in heaven. None of us are worthy of it. Okay? That's why we all need prayer. That's why I prayed for that's why I pray for President Trump on a daily basis. Why I prayed for President Barack Obama and his entire family on a regular basis when, when he was president. Okay? Because a job that you a job like this, President of the United States, you know, there are a lot of stressful moments that we don't have any conscience are taking place. I mean, think about the job that you work. I work behind a desk in an office, all right? And the worst day I've ever had I at any job I've had in the twenty five years I've been wor- working, I would venture to say that the President of the United States probably endures that on a daily basis. Okay, and I, and again, this is something that they go through every day. And I may have maybe have experienced. Well, I've experienced the worst day at a job, maybe obviously once. Okay, so I, I don't understand how this is a uh, how this is a controversial stance. Uh, we do have a uh, do have a caller on line one. Uh, Pat from Minneapolis is calling in. Hi, Pat. You're on the Northern Alliance Radio Network. Yes. Hi. I I would like to make comments on. And what you're talking about, I think you, that's a very important topic these days, because I think the Bible says praying for us, for our leaders, it's important to have people praying for their leaders to have peace in, in, in their situation, what their country that they're in. And not only that, I think it's important that our leaders appreciate our prayers. And to that point, I myself and also our whole congregation received a letter from with a seal on it from the White House 
thanking us for the prayers. And Little Bit says, thank you for your kind message and prayers. Unwavering faith of the American people sustained our country through the best and worst of times. And then a little more about that, the national spirit and a beacon of freedom. And then Melania and I are heartened by your support. Thank you for taking the time to share your thoughts and keeping us in your prayers. And I think throughout our history, since Washington, we've needed to pray for our president. And the fact that he is personally taking the time to write to me, some nobody here in Minnesota, um, and thanking me for the prayers and thanking our whole congregation was, um, I mean, astounding to me that he cares enough about that and, and, and appreciates it. And I think we have a duty as Christians, and even Muslims or other denominations as well, non-Christians, have a duty to pray for our leaders. Appreciate the call, Pat. Thank you very much. And yeah, that's that's an excellent point. And Alapundit brought this up at Hot Air, uh, talking about this very thing. First uh, Timothy 2 invites believers to pray for kings and all those in authority that we may live peaceful in qu- and quiet lives in all godliness and holiness. And again, this is from Alapundit's uh, column at Hot Air. I'm just a simple, unfrozen atheist caveman, unqualified to tell Christians how to practice their faith. But I can tell you this. In 12 years of Catholic schooling, not once was it intimated to me that it might be wrong to pray for someone. The very idea of it shocks me even now, decades later. Prayer is never wrong. If anything, it's more righteous when offered for the wicked that God might turn their hearts and redeem them. Nancy Pelosi claims that she prays for Trump, for crying out loud. What are anti-Trump congregates of this church learning about their faith to make them feel hurt that the pastor would pray for someone whom they deem wicked? And what is the pastor of this church teaching them uh, to, to make them believe it's valid to feel that way? And that's an excellent point. You know, why, why would these congregants object to their pastor praying for someone? And, you know, again, I don't know anything about this pastor, about their denomination, whatever else, but that's, that's, a, that's a very valid question all pundits asking here. What is, what, what is being taught at this church? Or are people just trying to, you know, conveniently fit their Christian worldview into their politics? Because if you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. Okay? I, I have a political talk show. Obviously, I talk a lot about a, a very uh, uh, heated subjects. And I get pretty passionate about some of these subjects. But at the end of the day, if a candidate, if, if I never voted for another winning political candidate ever again, if a preferred candidate of mine never won a race again, and if every single piece of legislation that was passed at the state and federal levels from here on out was, was everything that I opposed, in the end, it wouldn't matter to me because that's not what, what's most important. You certainly try to mitigate the damage while we're here on this, on this earth, while it's our home, our temporary home, of course. But this idea that you don't pray for someone because, and again, I dare say some of these people think, well, he's not worthy to, be, to receive any blessings. Guess what? None of us are. That's the whole point. So if, that's, if that is your mindset, um, you know, and again, I, I, I've never pastored a church. I'm not in a, I've never been in any ministry capacity. But if you're a pastor at a church and somehow these congregates are gleaning from your sermons that it's somehow unrighteous to pray for, for unsavory characters— To put it mildly, you're doing it wrong. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. 
You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Join Gene Sullivan each week on Where You Live, where he takes on... Uh, Gene, who do you take on anyway? Maniacal landlords, slippery renters, overbearing HOA boards, demanding homeowners. Oh, and the legislative lunacy brought on by local politicians wanting to fix everything for us. It's a common sense perspective on the news and stories that affect you the most right where you live. Join Gene Sullivan every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. on AM 1280, The Patriot. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Right now, Blue Ox Heating and Air is offering a legendary $49 air conditioner tune-up. For $49, a fully trained and certified Blue Ox technician will come to your home and make sure your system is running smooth and efficiently. If your AC unit needs repair, the tune-up fee counts towards the cost. And don't forget to ask about the Blue Ox no-breakdown guarantee. Log on to GoBlueOx.com for details. Blue Ox Heating and Air. Legendary service. Install and repair. We'll fix anything with legendary care. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works, they don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. Hi, John Wichko here. As the owner of Advantage Auto Glass, I'd like to invite you to finally get that chipped or cracked windshield fixed right the first time. Here are just some of the advantages of using Advantage Auto Glass. Advantage number one. We're locally owned in Minnesota through and through. Our corporate headquarters are not in Philadelphia. Advantage number two, we're family owned. If you have a problem, you talk to me, the owner. Advantage number three, we're a preferred shop for all major insurance companies. So just tell your insurance agent you want to work with Advantage Auto Glass. Or better yet, call us direct and we'll handle it for you. Call Advantage Auto Glass today at 952-423-6396 and we'll replace your windshield with only the highest quality parts and adhesives. And don't forget, you can schedule your appointment on our website at ReplaceMyWindshield.com. That's ReplaceMyWindshield.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks as always for tuning in. Six five one two eight nine four four eight eight is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter hashtag Narn Show hashtag N A R N Show. Yeah, don't be shy. Give us a call. Let us know what you're thinking. We'd love to hear from you. But if you're a little shy, just use hashtag Narn Show when you're uh, commenting via Twitter, and we promise to uh, get to all of your tweets. 
Uh, there's the we've talked a lot about the abortion issue on the uh, broadcast uh, for well, we've always been pro-life on this particular broadcast, but it's really been an issue that has ramped up um, over the past uh, several months, particularly with uh, different states taking on uh, legislation to address the issue. Whether you have a state like New York who passed a law that permitted abortion close to uh, date of birth, and then you have and uh, you have Illinois who recently passed a partial birth abortion, a horrific procedure. I'm not even going to begin to describe it on these airwaves. If you want to Google it, if you don't know what partial birth abortion is, do so at your own peril. Uh, so you've got those extreme radical abortion laws in New York and Illinois, and then you've got those in Alabama, which is very restrictive. Uh, some heartbeat bills passed, obviously, in the uh, state of Georgia, been a source of a lot of contention in Missouri. It's passed its own very restrictive uh, abortion law. So it's it's definitely been a hot-button issue. And then, oh, what do you know, just in time for the uh, presidential race. Well, Joe Biden has been a, a professed Catholic for many, many years, decades. But he's never given any indication that he was staunchly pro-life. In fact, a pro-life Democrat is pretty much becoming extinct. And there just seems to be no room for any Democrat anymore to be pro-life. I mean, look at Democrats who are running for state offices or city offices. I still remember Bernie Sanders went to stump on behalf of a candidate, I believe it was in Omaha, Nebraska. He was running for mayor. I forget the gentleman's name, running for mayor of Omaha, Nebraska. All right? A mayor of a town like Omaha, Nebraska is not going to have any bearing on abortion laws, okay? It's a city-level job. That's not within their jurisdiction. But Democrats freaked out that Bernie Sanders was stumping for a pro-life Democrat for a mayoral race. That's how extreme they've they've become on this issue. Okay? Bart Stupak, he was uh, a pro-life Democrat congressman out of Michigan. And he was one who was very hesitant to vote for Obamacare because they, you know, there were some Democrats hesitant to vote for Obamacare back in 2010. And obviously no Republicans were going to vote for it, so they needed the vast majority of Democrats. And Stupak was one who basically had to be assuaged with a executive order to ensure that no federal dollars in this Obamacare law would uh, allow for abortions. And obviously the Hyde Amendment, that's one that was passed 40 years ago that's still in place, which indicates no federal dollars will be spent on abortion. Now, support for the Hyde Amendment doesn't give an indication that anybody is pro-life necessarily. It just means they don't believe that someone's tax dollars should be used for a procedure that they so adamantly oppose, okay? Because there is serious opposition to abortion. Now, if you, I mentioned the kind of the extreme abortion laws that are be taken that have taken place. You have the extreme uh, pro-life laws that have taken place in states like Alabama and Missouri, and what's being proposed in Texas, and then you have the radical pro-abortion laws that were passed in Illinois and New York, and one that was proposed in Virginia, but thankfully was shot down. But typically, if you take, if you look at any polls, you'll know, you'll notice that uh, p- 
people, a lot of people, a good number of people, I don't know the exact percentages, they support abortion but with serious restrictions. Okay? But yet you have the left uh, the left of the Democrat Party, particularly the most of the presidential candidates, being very radical on abortion. Joe Biden was kind of, was one that was a holdout. Now, he supported the Hyde Amendment, which, again, precludes federal dollars from being spent on abortion, but he wasn't pro-life, never indicated to be pro-life. Well, uh, according to the New York Post, um, Joe Biden... Yeah, he's finally flipped on the Hyde Amendment. I'll read it again from the New York Post. After two days of backlash from his own party, Democratic presidential hopeful Joe Biden now says he opposes the Hyde Amendment. Oh, how how expedient is that? Uh, Which is a ban on using federal funds for abortions that he had long supported. The former vice president denounced the measure in a speech before a gala Thursday night for the Democratic National Committee in Georgia. Well, course, Georgia, where they just uh, passed the highly, at least has been deemed highly controversial heartbeat bill. I believe health care is a right. If I believe health care is a right, as I do, I can no longer support an amendment that makes that right dependent upon someone's zip code, he said in his remarks. Biden has said he supported the Hyde Amendment for years as a senator because he believed that blocking Medicaid and other federal funds from abortion payments does not infringe on a woman's constitutional rights. Biden, a Roman Catholic who personally opposes abortion, pointed to recent anti-abortion laws passed in states like Georgia to explain his position reversal. I can't justify leaving millions of women without the access to the uh, to care they need and the ability to exercise their constitutionally protected right, he said. Biden appeared to reverse course on his support of the amendment earlier this week when the ACLU posted a video showing the former vice president telling a woman he would pull his support of the Hyde Amendment. His campaign then clarified on Wednesday that he still supports the amendment, leading to a backlash by other Democratic presidential hopefuls. But then he ended up reversing his support for it anyways. I, I'm so confused. This, this is a resounding blunder for Joe Biden. The millisecond he got in this race, he led amongst all Democrat presidential hopefuls. In fact, when it was just rumored he was going to run for president, he was in the at least top three of prominent Democrat presidential candidates. So all he had to do was not screw up. Okay? is This, this was an analogy that was, I remember first brought uh, back Scott Johnson of Powerline Blog, when he was talking about Amy Klobuchar when she was first running for U.S. Senate. She was basically a shoe in 2006 was a huge Democrat wave in George W. Bush's uh, second year, the midterms of his second term, I should say. And basically, there was a, he referred to the movie um, Ben-Hur, the famous chariot race in Ben-Hur, Charlton Heston. He was scared to death of performing the stunt. you know. And it's like they had to tell him, Chuck, you're going to win the race. Your character is going to win this race all you have to do is not fall out of the chariot, and you're good. And that was the analogy used to Amy Klobuchar. Don't fall out of the chariot, and you've got this race won. You could probably attribute that to uh, or apply that to Joe Biden as well. All he had to do was not screw up. And he, he was leading by double digits over the next the second closest contender, Bernie Sanders, in most polls. But yet, his his... As David Axelrod labeled it, it was a pretty flawless rollout campaign. He raised the most money 
in the first 24 hours of any of the other candidates. Okay, you've had some Bernie Sanders raised about uh, close to six million. Beto O'Rourke raised a little over six million. You know, this is first twenty four hours. Joe Biden then eclipsed Beto O'Rourke. I think Biden raised six point three million in the first twenty four hours. Okay, I mean, this was basically his race. I, I, at least in the early stages, his race to lose. And someone said on Twitter, "Oh my God, Joe Biden, he's going to pull a twenty sixteen Golden State Warriors, isn't he? He's going to blow a three to one lead, isn't he?" He's, he's going to do it. The guy's not, not good at running for president. He was an unmitigated disaster in 1988. And then in 2008, he, I mean, Barack Obama, that was pretty much his to lose at that point. Once Obama got in, it was pretty much over. He was he was the anointed one. So whether Biden ran a good or bad campaign in 2008 didn't really matter. Okay? So in his third try, he still hasn't figured this out. It, this is just, this is unbelievable. This is just stunning. And you know what? CNN didn't let them get away with this. Uh, again, I only have a couple minutes. Uh, CNN's uh, Brianna Kaler put a Joe Biden campaign spokeswoman to the grindstone Friday when she repeatedly asked for an explanation on the former vice president's sudden reversal on the Hyde Amendment. When did this become an issue about health care for him and not an issue about or, and not about or an issue of morality? Kaler asked uh, the Biden spokeswoman argued that Biden's decision stems from Biden's comments on health care and the unprecedented assault on Roe v. Wade. Kaler noted that these new comments are in line with the movement's pro-abortion figures, so she pressed the Biden spokeswoman for a substantive explanation to prove the flip-flop isn't an act of political expediency on Biden's part. Well, of course it's of political expediency. He was in Georgia, where they just passed this much-maligned heartbeat village, much-maligned by the left, anyhow. So, of course, it's about political expediency. So, But this is, this is what's happening. The Democrat electorate at large, not the act, not the uh, activists who are most involved, but the Democrat electorate at large, people who vote Democrat, are not as staunchly pro-abortion as a lot of the progressives that are out there knocking doors. They're just not. So this idea that Joe Biden, these people are going to feel abandoned by Joe Biden. So where does he go from here? He could still be very much be the nominee, but once again, he's proving that. Uh, yeah, he's just not very good at running for president. 651-289-4488 is the number to call. You can also weigh in via Twitter, hashtag NarnShow, hashtag N-A-R-N Show. Brad Carlson, The Closer, coming back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. Varicose and spider veins. What a gift from my mom. She had them, and I got them. Not only are they uncomfortable and sometimes painful, but I stopped wearing skirts and shorts because I was embarrassed and hated the way my legs looked. When my kids asked, what are those things on your legs? That was it. I finally went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors at Vein Clinics of America have been treating vein disease for over 35 years. They're the largest and most experienced vein treatment center in the U.S. The best part is, Vein Clinics of America is coming to the Twin Cities this spring, and most insurance is accepted. So if you have tired, swollen, and painful legs, or suffer from embarrassing varicose and spider veins like I did, you can now get world-class treatment for your legs right here in the Twin Cities at Vein Clinics of America. To learn more about location openings, call 800-593-4411. 800-593-4411. That's 800-593-4411. Hey, Barry, quick question for you. Do you know what the leading cause of foodborne illness is? Uh, my bad cooking? <laughs> well, you're close. It's actually poor cleaning techniques and improper handling of food. 
These outbreaks, along with the illnesses caused by food allergens, can occur anywhere that food is served, even places like assisted living and child daycare facilities. Fortunately, most of these outbreaks can be prevented. Okay, Tom. Well, how does BME help assisted living facilities and other companies maintain a healthy environment? Well, BME Labs is a distributor for 3M food safety test kits, but we do much more than that. Our experienced staff help our customers formulate a comprehensive food safety and allergen test plan. Don't wait for a foodborne outbreak to put your business in the news. Be proactive and contact BME Lab and Science today for the health of your customers and your business. Visit bmelabandscience.com. That's bmelabandscience.com. Remember, you don't know if it's clean until it's been tested. Mitch Berg from the Northern Alliance here for Kingdom Builders. You've heard them on this station. They say they're not great salesmen, just great roofers. But if you're a homeowner, you've heard the horror stories from your neighbors about roofers who were great salesmen, but terrible roofers, about contractors with no integrity. So my first call was to the roofers who make their integrity the center, not just of their business, but of their lives. That's the kingdom builders. And yeah, they are great roofers. I have a challenging roof. Third floor, lots of details, and it was last re-roofed when I was just out of high school. And yet... From the moment they showed up, I had the confidence. I wasn't just going to get a great roof. I wasn't going to get that heartburn you get when trying out a new contractor. So, yeah, they are great roofers and genuinely great people to work with. And I have the nicest-looking roof on my block. So call 612-900-9166. That's 612-900-9166. Or find them online at thekingdombuilders.net. Tell them Mitch Berg sent you, and he loves his new roof. AM 1280, Patriot. It is the Northern Alliance Radio Network with me, Brad Carlson. Thanks, as always, for tuning into our broadcast today. Going to uh, talk a little presidential politics, this uh, particular segment, and honored to be joined at this time by Carol Markowitz. She is a columnist for the New York Post, and she has also written for Time Magazine, as well as USA Today, The Observer, uh, Federalist and Daily Beast, and many other fine publications. Uh, we, we asked Carol to come on the broadcast today. Uh, for those of you who watch The Daily Show, and I know there are some in our audience that might, even though it's not necessarily our uh, cup of tea when it comes to the uh, political ideology, but nevertheless, you may have seen a segment Carol did recently where she talked about uh, communism, socialism, all those uh, particular ideologies in reference to Bernie Sanders' campaign. Now, kind of give Carol's backstory. She was actually born in the Soviet Union, but then later came over uh, to the United States, raised in the United States, and we'll uh, get her to clarify her bio a little bit. But she made an appearance, and uh, basically it was a segment where The Daily Show attempted to uh, whitewash uh, democratic socialism, and we'll get uh, Carol's perspective on how uh, it's not quite being portrayed as it it really is. Uh, Carol Markowitz, first of all, it's an honor to have you on the broadcast today. How are you? Thank you so much for having me. I love being on. We appreciate your time. Now, uh, Carol, did I have that right? You were born in the Soviet Union and came over yeah. to the United States as a youngster. Mm-hmm. Is that correct? Yep. I uh, I came here as a small child, and I was raised in Brooklyn. Um, and, yeah, in a, in a fairly ex-Soviet enclave in uh, Brooklyn, New York. Okay. Now, uh, we talked a little bit about this uh, Daily Show uh episode that you taped now uh my mm-hmm. understanding is they spent uh what an hour or two with you and were able to condense yeah. it down all into one minute uh <laughs> kind of really hard to get your yeah. perspective out there carol markowitz right yes it was a two-hour interview two hours. and wow. they condensed it down to about 60 seconds my part 
Okay. Um, so, you know, I... I I wasn't offended by that so much. I, I figured it wasn't going to be a two-hour segment, well, in my opinion. Sure. Right. But, um, you know, I, I did have a problem with the fact that I was opposite Bernie Sanders. He was presenting the, the pro-socialism side, and he just kind of went completely unchecked. During those two hours, uh, myself and the correspondent, we had a lot of kind of contentious exchanges. Um, I would say some of it was funny, some of it wasn't. Um, and, and none of that made the segment. So mm. there was definitely a perspective um, pushed in this episode. And uh, while I don't think it was right or fair that Bernie sort of went completely unchecked, I like that um, a conservative perspective was presented what's at all. So no, I want. I know one thing you took particular issue with was when Bernie was quoted as saying how mm-hmm. his kind of socialism, democratic socialism actually stood up and fought against the Soviet system. Right. Uh, not true, uh, Carol Markowitz. You know, I've never heard him say that before, and I feel like he's been in the public eye a lot. I, I don't know if that was just sort of a throwaway comment he thought he'd make on The Daily Show and not be challenged. Sure. But at one point, he is saying that it's not, you know, the socialism he has in mind is not the socialism of the Soviet Union and not the socialism of Venezuela. Two countries, by the way, that he defended and sort of praised their systems for way too long. And then at one point he says, and if you know your history, uh, democratic socialists actually fought up and fought, stood up and fought against the Soviet Union. And I'm sorry, absolutely not. That never happened. Stop it. So, yeah, and, and like you say, this is this is something I think that he's had the, the benefit of. Even going back to, to 2016, people were intrigued by his ideas, but not quite ready to, to fully embrace them. And now that uh, uh, President Trump has been in office for a few years now, uh, even though Joe Biden's technically leading the Democratic side, Bernie still has his mm-hmm. very hardcore supporters, kind of similar to what right. uh, Trump had in 2016. He always had his hardcore supporters. So from that mm-hmm. standpoint, you uh, and you alluded to this, he hardly ever seems to get fact-checked. Now, he specifically brought up, well, I'm not talking about the the kind of government that Venezuela, the Soviet Union has. I'm talking about more the socialism, the way it was done right, like in uh, mm-hmm. like like in Sweden or Denmark. And you made the point, right. that's not technically socialism either, Carol Markowitz. Uh, Denmark even pushed back in 2016 to Bernie Sanders specifically and said, stop wow. calling us socialists. We're not socialists. <laughs> These are a whole country's fact-checking him. This is progress, I guess. Right. <laughs> right. Um, yeah, he, you know, I think he gets away with being sort of, especially in 2016, sort of the joke candidate. But then he almost knocked off Hillary Clinton. So yes. he should be fact-checked the same way that other candidates are. And he's not because he's sort of this quirky, you know, socialist Vermont guy. And he's treated like a joke, but that joke can win the presidency. So, yeah, I, I think he needs to be fact-checked and often and just really, you know, in a really strong way by especially conservatives. Um, the thing about democratic socialism in this case, he's comparing these countries that are, are, are capitalist countries, that are private industry. Government does not control their industries, which is what Bernie Sanders and democratic socialists ultimately want. They want, you know, the, the quote unquote, the people to have the industries. And it's the people who have people have it now under the capitalist system. So, if you want a large welfare state like Denmark or Sweden, say so. Say that the whole country will pay more in taxes, and that includes the lower middle class, the middle class. That includes everybody, not just the billionaires sure. and the millionaires, like Bernie keeps saying. Yeah, I, and that's an excellent point because you talk that—that's who he seems to rail on the most: the millionaires and billionaires, mm-hmm. of which he is one of the 
class of millionaires. And, and that, this is kind of an aside, but I always like when people will chide him as such. Well, Bernie, you know, according to your tax returns that you were kind enough to release, you you yourself as a mul- are a multimillionaire, and he kind of pushes back and says, well, if you write some bestsellers, you can be one too. And it's like, that's capitalism. That's the very essence of right. capitalism. I don't understand this, Carol Marcus. Right, right. Look, if you invent a website that can deliver toilet paper to people's homes, you know, by tomorrow, like Amazon did, you too could be a billionaire. There you go. You know, it's obviously if you can come up with a product such as a book or a website or an industry that people want to participate with in with their money, you're going to be rich. And that's exactly what capitalism is. And, yeah. And, and and you we also like we were alluding to with the, with Denmark and Sweden to kind of get back to, to that particular point, And you mm-hmm. mentioned, you know, his sole focus seems to be on the wealthy and paying more of their fair share. And no one, and that's another thing the, a lot of these politicians are never checked on. What what do you consider fair share? And it's always like maybe a couple dollars more than what their net worth is. Right. Kind of amazing how that works out. But yeah. <laughs> uh, from that standpoint, uh, it would have, for his plans to work, it would, to, in the motif of Denmark and Sweden, don't even uh, lesser income people pay a lot more? Isn't that, isn't that the whole point yeah. of that system? Well, they, they they have a much higher tax rate than we do, um, and it starts at a much lower income level. So, again, if Bernie wants the kind of system that Denmark or Sweden have, which, again, I, I don't want that system, but I understand that that's a capitalist system with a large welfare state. If you want that system, say so. Run on that. Tell, tell the middle class how much more they're going to be paying in taxes, and then see if they still want your, quote, free health care or your, quote, free college or your, quote, free, you know, child care. Tell them how much it's actually going to cost them and see if they still want that. But what he's selling right now with the billionaires and the billionaires are going to pay more and the rest of us aren't, that's not real. We're going to need a lot more millionaires and billionaires for that to happen. So, you know, I, I think he's just dishonest. And the fact that he never gets any pushback or rarely gets any pushback is a real problem. Now you made mention of the uh, of the uh, correspondent who interviewed you for this uh, Daily Show segment, and by the way, Carol put together a, a great tweet storm regarding this uh, Daily Show appearance. If you want to follow her on Twitter, by the way, it's uh, K- just simply Carol K A R O L. Carol, just give her a follow. Great follow. Uh, you had made mention you were talking to this young man, and you had invoked a story about your grandfather, who was obviously living in the Soviet Union, and just for the uh, this outlandish crime of wanting to be a business owner, owning a bakery, he was thrown into a gulag and ended up living out his days there. And then it transitioned back to this correspondent talking to Bernie Sanders saying, well, Bernie, anybody going to be thrown into the gulag during your administration? I mean, I I don't know about you. Obviously, that had to be quite taken aback by that, making light of your grandfather's plight, Carol Markowitz. Right. Yeah. So it was my great-grandfather. Great-grandfather. Okay. Yes, yes. So um, it was my grandmother's father. And He owned a bakery, which was legal, until the one moment that it was no longer legal under Stalin, and he was arrested and sent to the gulag, Mm. um, where he died. His wife um, saw him one more time. His daughters and sons never saw him again. Um, So, yeah, it was a a powerful moment between me and the correspondent, Jabuki, because I said, well, I I oppose socialism because, uh, to me, the end result of socialism is my great-grandfather in a gulag. And Jabuki said, and I oppose capitalism because my grandmother, my great grandmother was a slave. And while I don't think that slavery and capitalism have anything in common with each other, there mm. were plenty of countries throughout the world that had no slave trade and are still capitalist countries and do it successfully. It was still a powerful moment where I, you know, I had to think about it for a minute. It wasn't this obvious, like, 
um, answer for me. And it, that, that didn't make it into the segment, but I still felt like we had this contentious yet very powerful and connecting moment where we sort of saw each other's perspective. And then to have him sort of make a joke about it right. after knowing that that's how our moment went down, that was really kind of offensive. And then Bernie laughing about the gulags, like, Everybody hears, so, uh, most people hear socialism, and, and they do think of North Korea, and they do think of Cuba, and they do think of Venezuela, and they do think of the Soviet Union. So these are countries where the end result of socialism, where the government controls the, quote, means of production, which is what socialists openly say that they want. This is the end result. And Bernie, to make a joke about that, is it's telling. Yeah, absolutely. And and like I say, the, the hope is is that he will... Uh, get fact-checked a little bit more. A show like The Daily Show certainly isn't a place for it, and we I, and I certainly don't expect it to. I, right. I understand that. But, uh, you know, and kudos yeah. to Bernie. He did do a Fo- uh, Fox News town hall, and he wasn't exactly lobbed softballs mm-hmm. by Brett Baer and Martha McCallum. So hopefully he's exposed to more venues like that and more people have the opportunity to see what he's really touting. I mean, I you know, I'm I'm not suggesting that he's wanting to throw people in gulags either, but it certainly isn't this utopia like uh, a lot of these people are, right. are making it seem. Right. He's already, I mean, he's talking about different, like destroying different industries. Just to, from a really basic point of view, he's um, he's openly said that he wants to get rid of the private insurance, medical insurance yep. industry in the U.S. Mm-hmm. Okay, that's just one example. And that's all of his beloved socialists, you know, not really socialists, but what he calls socialist Scandinavian countries. All of them have private insurance. They have the option. Mm. So he's already taking it the extra step. And so I, I think there's some real, you know, it, yeah, okay, maybe he, he's not planning on gulags, but what happens when the people don't want to shut down the businesses that he would like to shut down? What happens when right. the people don't want to, um, you know, give up the, when he wants to split apart different companies? What if they don't want to split apart? Then what? Um, you know, I think if people want to see Bernie Sanders and the way he's supposed to be questioned, I, I work for the New York Post, and so the Daily News, New York Daily News in New York is our biggest competitor. But look up the Bernie Sanders New York Daily News editorial interview, uh, editorial board interview from 2016, they nailed him. He wow. had no answers to anything, even the most basic, basic economic questions. This guy is just in fantasy land. It, that is a really good read for anybody interested. Fascinating. I will definitely check that out. Uh, Carol Markowitz, again, uh, she's a columnist for the New York Post. You can check out her fantastic work online at nypost.com. Uh, Carol, we appreciate you joining us today. Any uh, any place else where people uh, can uh, find your work? I already mentioned you on Twitter, K A R O L on Twitter. You can follow her there. Any place any place else people can find yeah, your work? Carol? I have a Facebook Facebook uh, page, Carol Markowitz, if they want to follow on there. But Twitter Twitter is the spot. <laughs> Fantastic. Well, I will definitely link to it at my blog at bradcarlson.org where people can find you. Uh, Carol, Thank we so appreciate. Yeah, we appreciate your time today. Thank you uh, uh, for this insight into your uh, family history, and uh, kudos to you for going into uh, what is not a uh, friendly environment, to say the least, for conservatives on The Daily Show. But uh, if we're going to get our message across, we have to be willing to go into these hostile venues sometime, and it's exactly. a risk given that they may cut and paste, but uh, kudos to you for doing it, Carol. We appreciate it. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me. AM 1280, The Patriot, Northern Alliance Radio Network, back with another segment on the broadcast. Go nowhere. AM 1280, The Patriot. Hi, my name's Christina Stumble, and I own Farm Girl Flowers in San Francisco. With my Spark Cash Card from Capital One, I earn unlimited 2% cash back on all my business purchases. Last year, I redeemed $115,000 in cash back. 
Yeah, $115,000. And that doubled our digital marketing budget for the summer. Thanks to my Spark Card, we had our best summer yet. Imagine what the Spark Card from Capital One could do for your business. What's in your wallet? Real Capital One customers pay for real stories. Credit approval required. You're a do-it-yourselfer. You fix things around the house, take care of the yard, wash your car, and on top of it all, run your own business. But wow, when it comes to digital marketing and advertising, things aren't so do-it-yourself. You need results and just aren't getting them on your own. Salem Surround will get you results. We know digital marketing and how to deliver customers so you can run your business. Using every digital marketing tool possible is a necessity to compete in today's business world. But you have to know about all the options. Our team at Salem Surround has the expertise to manage all your digital marketing under one roof. Get started with a free evaluation of your digital presence and some great ideas to increase your online visibility and, most importantly, revenue. They're really are no limitations on how and where you can reach customers with Salem Surround. Total market penetration for increased ROI. Learn more by logging on to surroundmsp.com. Surroundmsp.com, connecting you with new customers. This is Albert Mogler for townhall.com. This week marked the 30th anniversary of one of the darkest days of the 20th century. On June the 4th, 1989, guns were fired and tanks rolled against students who had assembled in China in historic Tiananmen Square in Beijing. The students had begun gathering in mid-April, sensing what they thought was a season of political openness within China. They called for a multi-party system, rights for students, freedom of assembly, and freedom of the press. Western media were captivated by these courageous young protesters. But in the hours between June the 3rd and 4th, the Chinese Communist Party announced it was going to eliminate the protest. Western estimates of the dead students range from several hundred to the far more credible several thousands. There is one basic historical lesson of Tiananmen Square, and that is this. A communist party in a one-party state does not give up its control without blood. I'm Albert Moeller. The Pepperdine School of Public Policy, America's unique graduate leadership degree. Apply by June 15th for fall classes. Every day, men and women from communities across this nation serve as reserve citizen airmen. I am proud to defend our nation. Proud to be part of a team that helps make a difference. I am proud to be part of something larger than me. We celebrate those who have served and those who are proudly serving in the Air Force Reserve. Our mission is to fly, fight, and win in air, space, and cyberspace. I'm proud to be a member. I'm proud to protect our... Proud to serve in the U.S. Air Force Reserve. AFreserve.com. Welcome back, AM twelve eighty, the Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. I'm just thirsty, not really miserable. Though. Thanks for asking. One final segment on the broadcast. Is Joe still with us? If he's patient enough to hang on, yeah, Joe's been a good trooper. He's been hanging on through that whole tape. Then I'm definitely too. taking his call right away. Uh, Joe is calling from Dresser, Wisconsin. He's on line one. Hi, Joe. I appreciate your patience. You're on the broadcast. Yeah, thanks for taking my call. Um, I have to admit, I, I missed the first part of the show, so I hope I'm not repeating anything you said. But I just wanted to say that I'm personally, I'm really glad that this abortion topic is being talked about nationally, finally. Um, I believe it's really the modern-day genocide that we're kind of facing. Um, mm-hmm. And President Trump has been doing a good job of making the, the Democrats on the left expose themselves. And I, my hope is two things. That's that they actually want to address the issue and not just use it to get reelected like politicians do on other issues. And then also I hope that more Republicans will work on 
um, lowering some of the costs and obstacles of adoption. Obviously, you still have to have sure. protection for the children that they're going into good houses. But yep. I, I hope that um, you know it shouldn't cost uh, forty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars to adopt a child in need. Yeah, we appreciate the, uh, your comment, Jill. Thanks so much. Uh, to, be, to be perfectly honest, my wife and I looked uh, into this once upon a time, maybe a dozen years ago or so. And uh, yeah, it, it was a, it was an expensive proposition, one we were willing to go through. Uh, the good news is, is there was a significant uh, tax uh, tax refunds, tax rebates on it once the adoption process was completed and everything that we put towards it. But yeah, that's not something that a lot of couples can put up front that kind of money. You know, eventually you'd get it back. Uh, through your taxes. But uh, yeah, that's an excellent point. And that's something that I always talk about the pro-life cause. You know, it's great to be pro-life, stand up for life and and defend every human life, no matter at what point they are in the womb or not. But we've also got to be bullish on alternatives. And what kind of alternatives are we touting? And that's why uh, Save the Storks is a great organization. Just Google it. I don't have the website in front of me, but I always tout them whenever I can. Save the Storks. And uh, they find out some of the fine work they're doing and anything that an organization like that I'm proud to uphold because not only do they talk the talk, they also walk the walk because women obviously are in desperate need of some counseling and aftercare if indeed they do give birth to a child that they're not capable of raising at that point in their life or want to give up for adoption. So, uh, But we appreciate the call, Joe. Thanks so much. I only have a few minutes. Uh, Jason, did you, have you seen Chernobyl yet? Uh, I've been touting it quite a bit. No, on... no, and I see your posts about it on Facebook all the time. I'll, I'll get to it eventually. I'm still in that show hole that Game of Thrones left me in, but it's, it's on my list. It's on my list. The uh, finale of the five-part miniseries took place this past Monday. My wife and I did finish it up, and uh, f- absolutely fascinating. It took mm-hmm. place... Of course, this is a miniseries that was telling the true story of the Chernobyl nuclear reactor that exploded and subsequently leaked radiation into the air back in April of 1986. And I remember when this was going on. I was a junior in high school. I wasn't as engaged in the news back then as, as say I am now, but I was well aware of it. And, of course, everything that Hollywood puts out, they always got to make it about Trump. And what they're talking about specifically is, you know, Russian officials. Now, I'm not giving out any spoilers. This is based on a true story. The history is out there. But if you'd rather learn about history firsthand from this TV series, then you might want to turn off the radio the rest of the show because I'm going to talk about it. So anyways, the uh, government headed up by then Labor Secretary um, or General Secretary, I should say, Mikhail Gorbachev, basically didn't want some of these details to get out about how perilous this was. And they wanted to hurry up and, and fix this issue before it became really perilous and harmed neighboring countries. And the uh, professor in charge of investigating this, heading up this investigation, the scientist, uh, Valerie Lagazov, uh, he testified and basically told the truth at this trial, saying because of the system of government, the reactor was built on the cheap, therefore it was faulty, therefore when the test took place, the fail-safe button didn't work because it was built with material that only exacerbated the radi- uh, the um, radiation process. Okay, And because he told the truth and it reflected poorly upon the Soviet Union, that information was never disseminated. This was not a public trial. Okay, because it was the Soviet Union. They don't broadcast it in public. The state-run media only lets you see what they want you to see. So his testimony was not given out, and he, it was not allowed to be disseminated in any way. 
And on the two-year anniversary, on the two-year anniversary of the Chernobyl explosion, uh, Dr. Lagazov, Professor Lagazov, whatever his title was, took his own life uh, because he was so racked with guilt about how this all happened. And the official Soviet Union death toll attributed to this leak was 31. Not 31,000, not 3,100, 31. Okay? So that tells you uh, state when, when you have a communist government, they're only going to let out the information they want let out. And my point is, is I, they attribute that to Trump. Well, look at Trump. He, doesn't, he, ha, he has a problem with the truth. He doesn't always tell the truth. He doesn't tell people what's going on, da, 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 da. But the difference is we have a free press in this country that regardless of what President Trump says, regardless of him calling him fake news or enemy of the people, they still have the ability to report the facts even though some of them kind of take liberty with the facts, but that's an aside. They still have the ability to report facts, the liberty to report the truth, okay, without fear of being literally killed in a gulag, okay? So this idea that this government, as portrayed in Chernobyl, is any indication of what Trump is doing in the United States, it's just utterly, utter fantasy. And the uh, series creator, uh, Craig Mazin, he was the biggest anti-Trump guy and spouting these chanting points. Okay? It's utter fantasy, but if you can put that aside and take it in for what it is, I highly recommend it. Again, five-part miniseries in HBO called Chernobyl. Is, is the series done now? Is it through? It is done. Okay. But you okay. can probably find it on demand. Right, HBO, of course. So. Okay. Folks, I've enjoyed it. Thanks so much for tuning in. AM 1280 The Patriot Northern Alliance Radio Network. Hope to see you this Friday at the dive-in uh, event with Dr. Sebastian Gorka. Godspeed, my friends. Have a blessed week. Time. Turn off. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the Patriot Minneapolis skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the Patriot Minneapolis. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what's your favorite radio station? That's easy. AM 1280, the Patriot, intelligent radio. Maybe you'd like to know what exactly Relief Factor is. It was created by doctors. It's a 100% drug-free supplement with four key ingredients that simply help your own body deal with the natural inflammatory response that it has. It's easy to swallow, four little capsules in each packet, like the packet that I carry with me at all times. Three packets a day for a week, then two packets a day for two weeks, and I have just described the three-week quick start. And you will know in three weeks, that's the beauty of it, whether it works. They don't drag you on. That costs just $19.95. There's a very good chance that a very serious percentage of my listeners suffer from some sort of muscular or joint pain. You should try this for $19.95. That's all you can lose. If it works, they will send it to you automatically. If it doesn't work, tell them not to send any shipments. And it's as simple as that. It is all at relieffactor.com. I've been using it for years now. Relieffactor.com. He's a security expert, has briefed the CIA, Navy SEALs, and other elite groups. He was a valued member of the Trump White House. And today, he's the host of a national radio show heard by millions worldwide. His beginnings, however, were far more humble. Sebastian Gorka was born of parents who escaped the communist dictatorship of Hungary. As such, he grew up embracing freedom, conservatism, and the American dream he'd later exemplify. Hear his incredible story firsthand at Dive In, Dinner and Discussion with Dr. Sebastian Gorka on Saturday, June 15th. 
We'll serve a delicious meal while Dr. Gorka tells his story, answers your questions, and shares his thoughts on the heated 2020 elections. This is an exclusive event, so be one of the select few to enjoy this evening of intelligent conversation. Reserve your seats at am1280thepatriot.com. This event is sponsored by Minnesota's Closet and Storage Concepts. Paramount Exteriors are your local roofing and siding experts. You can count on the job being done right and on time. With over 35 years of experience, they help Minnesota homeowners increase the value, enhance the curb appeal, and improve the energy efficiency of their homes. They even have interest-free financing options. Visit them today at ParamountExteriorsMN.com. Don't take a chance on something as important as your home. Go with someone you can trust. Contact them for your free estimate today. ParamountExteriorsMN.com. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.